is a house in New Orleans They call the rising sun And it's been a ruin of many a poor boy And God, I know I've won Welcome to the Wake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we chat with Nick Gugamos from the Seattle Seahawks. He's a former St. Thomas Tommy, uh, graduated a year ahead of BG&I at at St. Thomas, took a a year off from football, and now he's in the NFL working to make a spot on that 53-man roster up in Seattle. An incredible story of perseverance today from Mr. Gugamos, one of the best interviews we've ever done. I think you're all going to enjoy it. Here it is, Nick Gugamos. And we now welcome on Nick Gugamos, tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. He's a former Tommy from the University of St. Thomas, graduated a year ahead of BG&I, and he joins us tonight. Googs, it's great to have you. You're looking fire in all your Seahawks gear. How you feeling, man? It's got to be a pretty crazy last month for you uh, with your pro day, uh, and we'll get into all of it, but you had a pro day at the University of Minnesota, uh, then it was the NFL Draft. Then you got signed by the Seahawks. Now you're out in Seattle competing in uh, mini camp. What, what's it been the last month? Has it just been wild? Yeah, it's, it sure has been wild, man. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, a lot of big events have happened for me in, in the last month. Um, but, you know, I'm just happy to be here and getting, you know, getting a second chance to, to play the game I love. And, uh, you know, football, the NFL has always been, you know, my dream. So I'm getting this chance and uh, trying to make the most out of it. So what is like your daily schedule or your daily routine look like now? Um, it looks like you might be in a hotel or something. I don't know what they're putting you up in out in Seattle, but like, what's your, what do you do on a day-to-day basis right now? If, Cause I know, I think the rookie mini camp has ended. So just what's this week been looking like for you? Yeah. So rookie, rookie camp was last weekend. Uh, went really well. Um, the majority of us rookies uh, are all camped up in this hotel uh, for a large chunk of the summer uh, where we're doing kind of this off-season development program. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much just Monday through Thursday uh, every single week. And uh, the days are pretty busy. Uh, I wake up at like 5.30 in the morning, uh, hop on a shuttle, get COVID tested at the facility, eat breakfast. Uh, then I, I hit a quick workout in the morning uh, for about an hour. And then uh, we got a, meetings, walk through more meetings, lunch, uh, practice, and then uh, we go we go home, and then we have more meetings. So it's it's a long day, you know, 10, 12 hours, um, but but it's it's fun. It's it's what I love to do, and uh, learning a lot of new information, picking up the playbook, and building relationships with the coaches and my uh, teammates. So it's it's good. We got a few more weeks, and then we get a little break before uh, training camp. Yeah, and I mean I, I'm. I'm- I'm sure it's fun. You're you're playing football for your job right now, which is just crazy. And I'm sure you're aware is every guy's dream. Whoever played football, no matter what level, um, on a day like today, you said you're out for ten to twelve hours um, working on football. Are, are you sore? Is it a lot different than the D three level at St. Thomas? Um, obviously, we didn't have ten to twelve hour days um, working out at five thirty a.m. What's that difference been like for you, both physically and mentally? Well, man, it, it's been it's been fun, but it's been very challenging. Um, the playbook is, you know, enormous. It's it's all virtual nowadays, but it, it's a lot of information that uh, you know is getting thrown at us. 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little sore. Um, it's, it's been, you know, you know, basically three workouts a day. If you talk about the lift, the walkthrough and, and the practice and, you know, today, today is day four for me, uh, coming right off of rookie camp, uh, where I went against the defense, um, every day. So, you know, definitely starting to feel it a little bit, but I get a nice, uh, three day break, you know, going to spend some time, uh, in a training room, just trying to recover tomorrow. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's honestly kind of like fall camp uh, at St. Thomas. You know, a lot of lot of meetings. Uh, it's a little bit more than I anticipated for the for the off season, uh, the voluntary off season program. But but it's good. I'm I'm learning and getting better every day. And you're adjusting to a new playbook, like you said. I could just imagine how how many more plays there are and how much more complicated it is than a Division three college football playbook. But you're also adjusting to a new position. Um, those who know yes. you obviously know that you played wide receiver in college. Um, I, it, not because I, I saw you, but looking at the numbers, you put on some weight and you're now, I think upper two forties, right? Yeah. I'm actually about two fifty two, two fifty three right now. Tubby. Yeah. I was two forty eight on my birthday. <laughs> so, yep. So you're two fifty six five, um, and you moved into a tight end, um, for the yep. NFL level, which I think is a great fit for the size you have and your speed, but just try to describe that the, the experience of adjusting from D three football to the NFL while learning a new position as a tight end. And one where you have to block middle linebackers for 30% of the game. What's, what's that been like, man, it's, it's quite the transition, man. Uh, it, it's a very big change. I mean, the, the size and speed of these guys is just a whole another level compared to D three. Uh, as a receiver at St. Thomas, you know, um, we, you know, the playbook was really small. I mean, I mean, it was big for college, but not compared to what we have here. I mean, I probably had, you know, 30 or 40 pass plays and then run blocking was either left or right. So it wasn't anything crazy, but now I come here and I'm playing two tight end positions. I've never even played on the line before. And I'm going against the ends that are bigger than me. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a challenge. My, my blocking footwork is, uh, you know, a work in progress, but it's getting better every day. Um, the, the terminology and like reading the, the, the defensive fronts and making uh, calls uh, and adjustments is, is definitely uh, a new thing for me. But that all that time as a receiver is paying off because when it comes time to, to run routes and catch the ball, like I feel like I have a lot of speed and, um, you know, playmaking ability. Uh, from that point of view. Yeah, you totally do. You got great training as a wide receiver. Uh, speaking of speed, what was your, what was your 40 time at the pro day? Uh, I ran a four, five, three. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had a four, four, you know, down in Florida laser time. I, I wasn't able to get that, but Dang, um, that's insane. a four, four at six, five, yeah. two fifty two. Yeah. That's incredible. That is. Incredible. And I'll also add you had, you can jump in if I'm wrong. I think it was a 38-inch vertical and 25, 225 reps, 225-pound reps yeah. for the bench press. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, you know, those are some really good numbers. Definitely, uh, you know, I feel like I, I bring a lot of speed, a combo of speed and strength. So I'm a definitely a good candidate, you know, to be, you know, successful as a tight end in the league. Uh, you know, I just got to, you know, stay healthy and learn the plays and kind of learn the position better and, you know, the 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 potential is there you know totally so yeah yeah with that speed have you have you worked on special teams maybe it's too early in camp that they haven't even got to that point yet but is there is there any hope for special teams are you looking to do that 
Absolutely, man. I mean, we've, we've already worked on, uh, you know, all four of the core units, um, you know, different drills, just like we did at St. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's been a while since I've done stuff like that. So, you know, I feel a little, um, rusty at the moment, but you know, I think, you know, I'll get, keep getting better the more I do them. And I think for me to make this team, it's going to be crucial for me to be an effective player on all those units. Uh, because uh, the tight end player is, you know, just like the ideal special teams guy. Cause you're, you're big and fast and you know, it, it just, it works out. <laughs> yeah. So are you work? Yeah. Are you working with the whole team right now? Because I know you said that rookie minicamp was done last week, but now has that expanded to the the whole roster, or is it still a select group of guys? It's uh, it's voluntary, so you know we still have about you know thirty rookies, but then there's a you know a few older guys that are that are joining us for for these practices. Um, but it's definitely not the whole roster. There there is a mandatory minicamp for the whole team uh, in the middle of. June where everybody will be there and you know we'll be competing and I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of the other guys yeah some of the big name guys out in Seattle I can just imagine what it'd be like seeing Russell Wilson in person yeah and then seeing Russell Wilson as a teammate yeah that just or hard to compliment have you seen Russ or DK yet have they been there I haven't seen them in person, but I see them every day in uh, team meetings. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really cool to, to listen to them speak. And, you know, it's just, it's cool because, you know, I had both of them on fantasy football last year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That, yeah, that is unbelievable. We're going to get you on fantasy football this year. Yeah. And, might and, have to text morning <laughs> of, like, can you yeah. guarantee me a touchdown? Yeah. <laughs> I need 30 plus yards and touchdown on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What's Pete Carroll been like? Have you had any one on ones with him yet? Or have you had a chance to talk to him at all? Yeah, I've had a few one-on-ones with him actually. Like we've we've chatted a lot. Um, he's he's extremely friendly, very passionate uh, person. Uh, you know, brings a lot of energy to the room and, and just puts a smile on your face. Like he's a very very good coach, and you know, just really looking forward to being a part of this team and, and getting to learn uh, from him. And listen, every time I listen to him speak, I learn something new. When you have your one-on-one talks with him, does he chew gum there too, or does he just throw those in for the games? I'm pretty sure he does all the time. <laughs> that does not surprise but, me. He's probably got the strongest like jaw muscles in the yeah. world. What kind of gum does he chew? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, I'll yeah. have to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> get, get back to us. Yeah. Get that. I'll, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> yeah. Definitely do some research on that. Uh, what's? But, but yeah, he, he's super big on competing every day. Like yeah. that's a huge word for him. Like he literally says it every day. Like, no, your your roster spot isn't safe. Like you should always be trying to you know, take advantage of every opportunity you have and be the best player you can. Um, because if not, you're, you're going to lose to somebody who's going to outcompete you. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it feels like it's kind of a natural fit from, from Caruso, who is a uh, very in control of his team and very disciplined and, you know, all about competing during practices, super intense practices, at least at the D three level. I'm mean, obviously ratchets up when you go to the NFL. Uh, but it seems like a natural fit. And I think, uh, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna make a run and, and, and find a way to get onto special teams and find a way to make the team, it seems like Seattle and playing for Pete Carroll is a great place to do that. Uh, was there other teams that you were talking to in that free agency period, or were you just fully focused on on the Seahawks and you were were you looking to them?
Wi-Fi is cutting out just a little bit here. Oh, yeah, um, sorry. I don't know if it's you or me. but It's me. I think we just cut out. But did you hear the question? Uh, I don't know if I heard the question. Repeat it. <laughs> Uh, basically, I mean, I, I said like Seattle's a great spot to to land. I think they're they're a team that prides himself on special teams. Pete Carroll's a guy who seems like he's he's very detail oriented, and he's going to take all those little things into consideration when he's putting his roster down to fifty three guys and, and making those final cuts. It seems like to me that would be a great place to land if you're a guy trying to go the un, uh, unrestricted or not unrestricted, but unsigned or undrafted free agency route. Um, was there other teams that you were talking to other than Seattle that you thought you might have a chance to go to, or did you think Seattle was going to be the spot for you all the way? Um, yeah, I mean, I talked with over, you know, I had like about a dozen teams interested, uh, after my pro day and, uh, you know, cause I did really well and, uh, I had a few options. Um, I thought Seattle was probably the best fit, um, for many reasons. Um, but uh, like like you said, I think you know this play. Seattle is a really good uh, transition point from St. Thomas, based on the culture that we had there and how fast paced and competitive our practices were. I mean, not many other D three schools probably practiced the way we did at St. Thomas, and Coach Crusoe did a great job uh, preparing me um, for you know what to expect at this level. Um, I can't say which team, other teams I was with or, or talking with, but um, I, I had some other options, and Seattle was the best in, in many ways. When you had that pro day, were you trying out as a tight end, or did that come later with the Seahawks saying, hey, Googs, you're here, we want you, but we want you to play tight end? Yeah, I tried out as a tight end. I, I thought, you know, I had the, uh, the, the perfect measurements and, like, body size and speed to be very good as a tight end. I mean, you just don't see any receivers that are 250 pounds. <laughs> um, I thought, you know, I really good receiving tight end, like, you know, TJ Hawkinson or Darren Waller, or George Kittle, you know, pretty similar size to guys like that. And um, that's kind of where I hope to be. Yeah. So now that you are a tight end, cause I'm thinking on my end, like I've been a receiver for a long time and I've always looked up to, guys in the NFL who are wide receivers as I'm sure that you did when you were a wide receiver, but now you're a tight end. Is there a certain guy in the NFL or maybe even on your roster that you look up to and want to embody their game? Yeah, I got to go with uh, George Kittle on that one because uh, Kittle, you know, he can play, you know, both tight end positions really well. He's a lot of guys can only play like out of a two point stance and and they don't block much, Uh, but he does it all. He's, he's one of the best blockers in the league. You know, brings physicality every single play. Uh, you know, super tough. And when it comes time to run routes and, and catch the ball, he can do that too. And uh, I think him and I have, are very similar in in our size and shape and speed. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he can do it, then then why not me? So I'm, I'm definitely like I've been studying his game and trying to learn little little tips. And you know, that's where I would like to be someday. Yeah, it's a great attitude to have to come in there with a chip on your shoulder. I know a lot of NFL executives and scouts just love hearing that from uh, a rookie, especially an unsigned, undrafted rookie, um, to come in there and just work harder than some of these people who went to an SEC school or a Power 5 school. Because as history has shown, D2 players and D3 players have been successful in the NFL. The big thing is just giving them an opportunity or a shot. And 
Beal and I know you. We know that you're going to be out there taking every single chance that you have, every last second putting in work. So that's good to see just you out there as a friend and representing the university. It's it's awesome to look back and see you in the Seahawks yeah. gear. It's kind of surreal, but yeah. it's it's yeah. awesome. For sure. Are there any other uh, St. Thomas guys that have gone pro, or are you the first guy? Um, There's been a couple. Um my dad being one of them back yep. in the 80s. Oh, no way. Yep. No way. <laughs> That's awesome. Tim Gustafson. Uh, there's been another tight end, Brian Collins from the early 2000s. Um, there's really? been a lot of guys who've come close and got, yeah. like, you know, rookie camp invites but or workouts. But I think I'm the first one who's actually signed with a team um, – the first one in a while anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool accomplishment. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. And talking about your dad for a minute, Neil Gugamos, I actually interviewed him. Uh, I want to say maybe two and a half, three years ago at this point, um, back at St. Thomas. And he was, uh, like you mentioned, he was a Tommy and he played, I think for the Vikings for a number of years, like three or four years. He was a kick returner for them. He, he was pretty good on special teams. I think he played, he played receiver or corner or DB or something. He played, Played safety, kick returner, yeah. gunner, yeah. Uh, you know, all the special teams. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Just a versatile guy on the field. How how big has he been in, in this process of getting to the NFL? I mean, his experience obviously is invaluable. It's it's huge. But how, how big of a role has he played in this next step for you? I can't even begin to describe that, how big of a role he's played uh, in words. But, uh you know, from the moment I was just, you know, super little, I, you know, was really proud of him. And, you know, I always wanted to be a football player like him. And just knowing that, you know, he was able to do it coming from a really small town in Minnesota, playing nine-man football in high school, playing D3, and he was able to have a, a, a long career in the, in the pros. I always asked myself, well, if he did it, then, then why can't I? So like he played a huge, uh, you know, role in, in like the foundation of my belief system and has been like super supportive uh, from the start and, and taught me so many things, uh, you know, on and off the field. So you've made it to the NFL, signed with the Seahawks, and I'm sure at the at the moment when you're playing college football, during the moment when you had that pro day, that was your end goal to make it to the NFL and sign with the team. You've done that now. So what's next for you? Is it the 53-man roster, or what are the next steps before that? Because I think just as like a, a pretty involved football fan, we know of the 53-man roster and making that final cut, cut, but not necessarily what comes before that. So now that you're in your second week, you're past the rookie minicamp, um, and it sounds like you had a, a great time out there on your first day, especially when you won uh, practice, player of the practice, whatever, whatever it was called, um, which – Congrats Practice to player of the day. Practice player of the day. Practice oh, player of the practice. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, yeah so, what, so what's your next goal with that? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I set goals one at, one at a time. Obviously, you know, I've, got, I've got the vision of, you know, being a, you know, Hall of Fame NFL player at the Super Bowl ring. But, you know, anybody can, can, can think of that or wish of that. But i got to focus on, you know, the most important goal at at, at a time and like for me like you know obviously it was getting that pro day opportunity and then once i got that opportunity and and did and, and captured and did well there it was you know signing with the team and i did that and now you know it's learning the offense it's staying healthy it's um 
getting to know my teammates and, and, and uh, coaches. And then from there, all those things are going to be necessary for me to be, to do well in training camp, to, to play well in the preseason. And ultimately, yes, I want to be not only on the 53 man roster, but contribute on game day, help the team win. So that's kind of the big, the biggest goal right now. Yeah. It's a great goal to have. Um, Going back to the to the St. Thomas stuff, we're kind of jumping around here, but John Schneider, who is the GM for the Seattle Seahawks, he's a former Tommy. Uh, have you talked to him? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've talked to him. He's the GM. But what has there been any St. Thomas conversations with him or any any connections? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have talked with him. Um, obviously, that's kind of a cool relationship to have. Uh, it's, it's a small world, and, uh, you know, I think, definitely helped, uh, with, with me getting signed with the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, he, um, I think he played football with St. Thomas back in the day. And I believe my dad played with his brother. Um, and I think my, uh, my mom's roommate might've lived with him or his brother, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but, connections. <laughs> uh, you know, all I know is, um, you know, it, it is really cool to have that. And, you know, I think, you know, it helped me get here and it'll probably help me down the road. Yeah. But I, I still got to earn this thing. I, I got, right. you know, I got a long way to go. And, um, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta make plays when the time come yeah. time comes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there's no free passes in the NFL, whether you went to the same school as the GM or not. Right. And that's, that, that's a For given. Sure. It, it's a performance based league. Uh, how different has the nutrition side of things, the athletic trainer side of things ramped up in the NFL? Are they on top of you, everything you're eating, everything that's going into your body, or do they kind of let you do your own thing? Um, it's, it's very, very, very different from anything I've experienced in the past. Um, I mean, when I was down, I guess I'll start with like the way I trained for the NFL down in Florida. I trained down in Miami at uh, Pete Bomarito's performance center and uh, nutrition was extremely important there for that, uh, it, like, draft prep process. Obviously, I wasn't, uh, you know, officially a draft prospect, but I did train with those guys who, uh, you know, all got pro days and an opportunity to get drafted. So we had, like, customized meals every single day. And, you know, we went through all the, the macros, the numbers, to make sure that we were at our goal weight so that we could be as fast and strong as possible. So, like, once I kind of learned how serious it was there, um, I then saw that again when I joined the Seahawks and like we have a fantastic nutrition team. Um, it's, it's really cool that like all the food is provided for us and, uh, you know, it makes it really easy to like fuel our bodies before, during and after, um, all of our workouts and practices. Um, which I think was an issue for me in college. I felt like I didn't eat enough food and that kind of, you know, it like my, I wasn't able to heal properly. I, I was sore longer. I, I didn't have the education that I needed uh, to make the, the right choices for, you know, what, what I wasn't eating. And uh, I didn't eat enough food and, and I probably could have been a really good tight end a lot sooner if I had just learned how to bulk and eat <laughs> properly to, to get the strength gains I needed. But now that I'm here, um, you know, we have, we, I got my DEXA scan, uh, we're going to have more of those to keep track of like my body fat, um, my lean muscle mass, uh, body weight. And, uh, we got meetings with our nutritionist and, uh, we track our meals. So it's, it's definitely a whole nother level, but it's, it's going to help me get to where I want to be. 
Yeah. Well, so what does that look like after practice? Do you just tell them what you want to eat or like put it on an app or something? Or do you walk into the cafeteria and they just make whatever you tell them to, or how, how does that work? Uh, I'll be above. I mean, so I have a custom, <laughs> nice. uh, I have a custom protein shake. It's, it's large. It's, it's super nice. I love it. Uh, waiting for me as soon as practice is over so I can immediately get uh, good food nice. or, or like good nutrients in me. But yeah, I can order food through the app and have it ready. Or I can just go to the cafeteria just like we would at uh, St. Thomas and, you know, just get a scoop of rice, get a couple pieces of chicken or whatever. But it, we've had great food. I mean, it seems like we got like several different options for protein, protein. Like today we had sea bass and barbecue grilled <laughs> chicken. We, we had steak, Straight steak a lot, ocean. meat, yeah. uh, fish, uh, crab legs. Like it, it's good. I feel like I'm eating at a five-star restaurant every day. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, I'm definitely getting my calories and you know, it helps for, uh, keeping my weight. Yeah. Is, is there a certain weight they want you at or a certain amount of body fat that they're, they have a goal for you to hit? Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we kind of had that, the conversation and, uh, you know, we, there's, there's a healthy range, you know, I, I can, I can be 245 and 255, you know, I'm, I'm like right there already, but I definitely would like to be a little bit heavier, but also leaner. So that just means gaining a little bit more muscle. So you're pushing it already. But, had one yeah, too no, many I, of those protein yeah, shakes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I know I got a, I got room for a few more pounds on the legs, though. I, I want to have you know just a strong base that'll help for for blocking and yeah. uh, you know when I when I have to deal with the bull rush, you know I won't have any issues there. Yeah, totally. different yeah. muscles that you would train for as a tight end than a receiver. For sure, absolutely. So, what yeah. was that time in Miami like? How long were you down there with the the draft prospects? How long were you working out down there? Because I know you graduated in 2019, so it's been you know, a full season, a full football season since you've suited up or prior to the mini camp since you suited up, what was that year like? Were you just training nonstop and how long did you spend in Miami? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew that being a tight end would only be possible if I, uh, I bulked up. So, so I spent the entire time getting my body from uh, 225 up to 250. Um, I, uh, worked with a gym uh, near my house, uh, called higher power training. They, they definitely help with that big time. Um, eventually, um, spring 2020, I was training with ETS, um, co-founded by Adam Thielen and I did their, um, combine prep program, hoping, uh, you know, for the pro day last year. Um, unfortunately it was canceled. So, um, I had to, you know, train in my house, uh, because of COVID, uh, you know, hop the fence to get on the field <laughs> or climb under it, um, yep. go to the park for some pull-ups. I had to go through that grind, which made it really tough, but I persevered and, and kept kept things going. Um, I, uh, I went to a combine in uh, Baltimore last summer and did extremely well there. Um, got the second highest combine score out of over a thousand guys. Um, so that helped me, you know, with, you know, getting an agent. And then from there we had, we had the conversation about what to do next. And we thought the best plan was to get proper training with other pros, um, down in Miami. So that's the route we did. And I think it was a, an excellent idea. It was, it was phenomenal being down there. 
Yeah, and you said the word perseverance. I think that's a great word to kind of sum up your journey so far. I mean, you went to St. Thomas. You probably didn't have as good a career there as you hoped you would have. You hoped you were going to be an elite tight end. You know, it didn't work out quite there, but you didn't quit. You didn't let the dream die. You did everything you could in that COVID season. You know, combine gets canceled. The pro day gets canceled. It's a mess last year. You keep grinding through Absolutely. it, you know, through it all. How hard was that? Just the the fact that you had to wait for a whole nother year because of COVID. And a lot of guys, I think, would say, okay, you know, it's not really going my way. Now we have COVID. Let's just wrap it up. Let's get a real job and let's, you know, let's put this dream away. You didn't do that. I, I think perseverance is a great word to describe that. But, but how hard was that? Because I think there's a lot of people out there who have maybe given up on their dreams and, and you could be a great example to not do that. You know, what, what was that process like for you and how hard was it to stay committed to football? Right. Uh, it was extremely hard, man. Like I'm glad you brought that up because you know, my journey is different than probably any, it's, it's one of the most unique stories that I think you're going to find in the NFL. I mean, I've been out of football for a very long time. The only thing I had to go off of for this pursuit was just belief in myself and uh, I had plenty of days where I just doubted, um, you know, what I was doing um, and, you know, thought that the odds just weren't in my favor considering, you know, the background that I had, um, you know, not having any stats, playing Division three, and, you know, just not even having an opportunity to show what I could do. But I just knew that if I kept training and, uh, you know, eventually found an opportunity that I would have a shot and, um you know, that's kind of what I banked on. I bet on myself. I was working as an engineer for uh, a year and a half. And then eventually I, you know, got that pro day, oppor- the, the training opportunity in Florida. And I was, I resigned and I told them what I wanted to do. And my job was cool with that. And it all ended up working out. But yeah, it was, it was definitely super challenging. It was such a long wait. And, um, you know, like I, w- I was ready last year, last or spring 2020. I, I felt like I was ready to go. And then I just had to wait in a whole nother year. But that extra year just gave me more time to, to work on my craft, to get a little bit stronger, to get faster, and uh, definitely helped. And I feel so so ready right now to, to play. You know, <laughs> I got here. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of reminds me of some of the guys who were in the draft this year. The, the name that's coming to mind is Micah Parsons from Penn State. He sits out a year. And it's kind of been like those guys who took the year off from COVID, sat out from college football, and then just had a full year to train. And I think the ones that came in, came out of that better on the other side not only showed that, hey, I can be alone for a year and still come out better and not have to have, you know, everybody, all these coaches, or even have, you know, a team and a facility. I can figure it out on my own. And I think a guy like Micah Parsons did it perfect. He took a year off from Penn State. He sat out, and he came out flying in, the, in his pro day, and he ends up getting drafted pretty high. And I, I think he'll be a, a good pro. But for the guys who – could set out that year and come out the other side better. I think that's a huge plus for teams that were looking uh, at you because there's certainly some guys who went the other way, who had that year off and went completely downhill and got a little too big, got a little too slow. You seem like you got bigger and faster, and that's all the credit to you, man. I think that you know that's what makes good pros is people who can do it on their own. And obviously we've talked about all the help you have with the tr- nutritional side of things now and all these coaches and everything <clears> that's going on, but to do it on your own, that's special. That's really special. For sure. Yeah. And I don't mean to ramble here, but like, I'm going to go back to that again. Um, like on, honestly, in order, in order for me to do that, I had, I had to like 
watch a lot of movies where there's like some main character or like a hero that just, you know, was able to create their own path, like their own destiny through their own effort, you know, like the Rocky movies, the Creed movies, you know, something even as simple as like Star Wars, you know, like I had to just like try to create this character in my mind and like be that person. And and that helped me. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it any other way, but, um, I, I, I watch movies like that. And I'm like, you know, if this guy could do it, then, you know, why not me? (laughs) But there's a lot of guys, man, that, that, you know, fell off just because, um, you know, the COVID canceled the season and all the small school guys, you know, they didn't get to play this year, fall 2020. Um, they didn't have pro days last year. They didn't, we didn't have rookie camps last year. There was no XFL. There was no CFL. That was, that was the first thing I was trying to do, but I couldn't, couldn't even get in that. And I just feel like all, all these small school guys and even a lot of D1 guys just never got an opportunity. We didn't even have preseason games last year either. So it's just been so hard for guys uh, the, the past two years. And luckily I was able to get a chance. And it worked out. Was, uh, was this your mindset um, the entire time? Uh, is this your mindset the entire time um, you're working? Um, did you mention what your job was you're working a year and a half for? You're an engineer? Um, yeah, I was a manufacturing engineer for a med device company. Wow, that's awesome. Was this your mindset the entire time? Or there, were there a lot of days you just rolled off football completely and you were ready to move on with your life as an engineer? No. I was thinking about football every single day. Like, I literally... Like you could ask my girlfriend, like it's all I ever dream about. Like if you woke me up in the morning, said what was the dream about? It was probably something about football. That's awesome. So, you know, it was always on my mind. I was, you know, lifting in the mornings, running after work, you know, just staying on that grind, waiting for that opportunity. Um, so, and sometimes it actually made work kind of hard because like, I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I feel like I should be training full time. And sometimes I feel like there's some conflicts there because that was a very difficult um, and sometimes stressful job. But I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but, um, and I, I love the people there, but football ultimately is, is my dream and my passion. So uh, I think I made the right choice. Yeah. It sounds like you have the perfect mindset for it. Just coming in as a rookie. I know people are saying like, Hey, welcome to the team, but you've really got to work for it. And especially for you, being undrafted like you know you're gonna have to work for it and you've known that probably your whole life or especially the past two years um just being out with football and just thinking of that one thing training getting my chance uh go training in miami with other pros get the pro day get signed and you've done all of those and i know i don't even have to ask you because i know you know that it doesn't stop right here and that there's so many other check marks for you to check off and it sounds like you have the absolute perfect mindset. And for those who know you, like we do, we know that you're a very hard worker and it's just going to show. And if, if everything goes right, the thing that's going to get you onto the field is hard work. You've got the talent, you've got the athleticism. It's just hard work and outworking the others around you. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I still got a long way to go, man. So many things to check mark before, you know, being satisfied. Um, you know, obviously I'm a Seattle Seahawk right now, but it doesn't mean anything if, uh, you know, I'm not there three, four months from now when we're playing week one. So, you know, I just, that's, that's the end goal right now. Uh, you know, it's just making a 53 man and, and contributing on game day. I know it's possible, but a lot of things are going to have to go right. And it starts with my, my hard work and, you know, being consistent every day. 
Yeah, it's it's just awesome to see. I, I said it before, but just to know you as a guy aside from football and just see your work ethic um, paying off. I know we used to be receivers together at St. Thomas my freshman year, and you just always had that motor and were talking to me about, if we do this, this is going to happen. And to see that pay off for you and the Seahawks, it's almost laughable. It's just so awesome yeah. to see that. And I know we're pulling for you and all your friends back home are, are pulling for you, but it's it's so cool to see like one of my friends from St. Thomas, a guy who was on our intramural football team, um, yeah, I knew you were going to bring it up eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guy in our intramural That's football like, team now on the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, like I was looking for any opportunity I could to play football. And that was, let's see, that was fall 2020. Yeah. That was kind of when I started to finally like, um, you know, I actually hadn't played much football between my senior season and my last season and that time. I kind of just started getting back into things. Like I, I went to a few of my brothers um, – Minnesota games and I just got like super motivated from that and then you know I was playing like playing flag football or intramural football um like the last year and a half I was playing with high schoolers with with random people at the park at at the high school field (laughs) like really anything I could get I certainly never really had uh NFL quarterback other than a couple times um you know (laughs) that was definitely one of the hardest challenges in this journey that past couple of years just finding somebody who can actually throw the ball to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not the random yeah, kid at the park. It's yeah. So interesting. I, I feel like that guy from Invincible, um oh, Vince yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is, but. It's a great movie. Mark Wahlberg. I was gonna say it's a healthy addiction to have. You know, a lot of a lot of people have that same um same kind of drive for other things in life that aren't aren't gonna pay off dividends like they're uh, they're gonna for you hopefully one day one day down the road here. So um yeah, yeah that's sure. that's awesome man. Yeah Googs I know we we've Gone about 37 minutes, so we'll just go a few minutes more. We got some goofy questions to ask you, but I want to say it's one of the coolest stories we've, we've ever, you know, kind of been able to hear on the podcast. This is a, and it's not done yet, but I mean, you're, you're an absolute legend. I mean, this is a, this is a great, great journey that you're on so far and it's not even close to being over yet. Um, keep it up, man. Keep it up. Keep working hard. Keep going. I mean, like BG said, you got this entire support of, of, of the St. Thomas community of your, all your buddies back at school and you just keep grinding every day, find a way, find a way. And For I know sure. you will. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Fire away. Yeah. Here's some goofy ones. Most famous person in your phone contacts as of today. Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh my, you already got his number. dinner. Yeah. Dang, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Is he, is he on the meetings with you too, or is it more of a wide receiver and tight end thing, like you said, DK? No, I'm I'm in, the, I'm in the meetings with him. Okay, like an offensive. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Has has yeah, he I ever got, said anything? Say that again. What? I said I got DK's number in my phone too. Oh, jeez, God! You I got sent... star when they text me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you sent him any texts yet? No, I, I haven't sent him anything. <laughs> you guys up? <laughs> Later, <laughs> you up? Ask each other what we're doing for dinner. <laughs> who's he? Who, who's more athletic, DK Metcalf or Nick Gugamos? Oh, I gotta go with DK, man. He ran that 10, 300 meter dash at two hundred thirty five pounds. I mean, I'm, I'm athletic, but that's like that's like superhero uh, speed right there. That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, yeah that's wild. Uh, yeah, the, the guy's super lean too, and, and like he's just just no he's, ounce he's of fat muscular. on. Him. He's faster. what was that? No ounce of fat on him. It's insane. No, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Uh, next question. Uh, getting a little personal with this one. 
it's it's gonna be a two parter because I got another first one. You you mentioned you had a girlfriend. I do, yeah. Um, so I guess I'll ask this one here. You, you, this is where the second part comes in, but I'll I'll just say this first one. Are you a Hinge, Bumble, or Tinder guy? <laughs> Man, when I, I haven't uh, first off. Uh, Hinge and Bumble didn't even exist when I was using the dating apps. So oh, really? Was no. It was just Tinder and Grinder back then. Tinder and Grinder, those two. <laughs> oh man, no, so. yeah, yeah. I haven't used, used dating apps in a really long time. Good deal. But uh, um, I've heard good things about Bumble. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and Hinge actually, BG's got his girlfriend off Hinge here. Uh, pretty cool, but yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, se- yeah second... I met her playing basketball. So oh no <laughs> way in, uh, at, the, at the park on a Sunday morning. No just way. trying to get hoops. Nah, I have no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, Matter at lifetime. Yeah, if Brady yeah. wasn't dating her, I would be. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, second part, um, you guys go around and answer this one too. Would you rather uh, have your relationship end with your girlfriend cheating on you or coming out as lesbian? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a planned question. BG, BG, that, how about you? That's, that's probably the best answer. <laughs> that was a test. Your girlfriend's listening. Good one. Uh, BG, how about you? Um, I think I'd go with neither, but that's not an option. So probably lesbian. Interesting. Okay. I, I support it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Googs, what would you do to win a Super Bowl? Like if you, if you had to like, I don't know, give up a body part or like, I don't know, jump in the ocean with a bunch of sharks or something. What would you do to win a Super Bowl? How far would you go? Man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, yeah, I'd probably you know. You know, maybe if I, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul just won the Super Bowl. He's missing fingers, right? Yeah. It's possible. So I'd probably, you know, sacrifice a couple fingers or yeah. a couple toes. Would you give up a not, thumb? Not more than that. Yeah, how about a thumb? One the thumb. No, I, I need I need the thumb to yeah. block and, and for catching the ball. That's, that's, that's a must. But, uh, you know, there's a couple other fingers I don't need. <laughs> Certainly. Certainly. Do you think that I should be in the NFL? <laughs> yes, I do. Because I've played with you and you're faster than me and – um, you know, catch the ball extremely well. When I played with you in Intermural, man, you were getting like three times the amount of catches as I did, man. Like, <laughs> and you had some sauce with, with your feet. Like you're making guys miss. So I think if you had bulked to like maybe, what are you, six three, six four, if you bulked up to like 240, you might have had a shot, to be honest, if you could work on it. But you only played, what, like a, a year, two yep. years? So A year then an know. early retirement. Early yeah, retirement. He's, at a, he's at a nine to fiver now, this old man. So um, Eight to five. Eight to five, sorry. I'm gonna be honest, man. Like I always thought you were really good. So, you know, anything no. anything is possible. I, I certainly was not uh, NFL caliber at that time. So no, I worked I, for it. Yeah, I appreciate that. I know we talked about that on the freshman year of football, so that's why I'm asked. But I think it might have slipped out of your mouth when you said I'm faster than you. I am the slowest guy in the world. <laughs> I don't know, Goog. Yeah, Googs, you ran a four or five. Like, I played no basketball. I played with you. You know, you got you got I'd, balance. I'd say I'm quite not fast. I trained speed really hard the last couple of years. Like, obviously, I was fast at St. Thomas, but I don't know if I was four four fast. I am That's now, insane. but or you know, at least four or five. But I think if you trained for it, you could be you could run a four or five. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe he's got man hands. BG's got man hands. That's for sure. But the, <laughs> yeah. the speed part, yeah, that that'd be cool. If BG ran a four or five, that'd be the day. That would be the day. <laughs> Something would be wrong if with you, the world. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a structured regimen for two years straight and you train speed three times a week, you, you never know. That's true. Well, I'm so only 23. Hey, there we go. And there I have three go. years of eligibility left. No way, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Googs. Well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You know, you, def- 
good at basketball though, so you should you should keep playing that. You know, you know right. I've seen seen those hops. Will do. Yeah, he's got some yeah. intramural left in him for sure. Googs, <laughs> thanks for your time tonight. You, you're great, man. You got a great story, and just keep riding it out, man. Let it all hang out and just let it go. Absolutely, man. I'm gonna go get some dinner and eat up, get a steak or something. There we go. Oh, yeah. I love it. We'll talk yeah. to you later, Googs. Right. Appreciate you coming on. And again, a special thanks to Nick for coming on, giving us some time of his very busy day, BG. I mean, he's he's booked from what do you say, five thirty in the morning until you know five thirty at night, twelve hour yeah, days. Yeah, ten to twelve hour days. It's just crazy what he's going through. But he's the perfect guy for that regiment. Yeah. Dedicated. Yeah. And what a story, man. What a story. And we don't even know how it ends yet. Uh, ho- hopefully, it ends with him uh, raising the Lombardi Trophy or something. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. We'll be back. Next week, hopefully, we're talking about a Minnesota Wild victory. That game kicks off in just a little bit, BG, here. So let's go watch that one. Let's hope the Wild win. We're going to recap the series. I think we're going to have two more games by the time the next one comes out on Tuesday. But we will talk all Wild hockey on Tuesday. See you guys then. What day is it? And in what mind this clock never seems so alive? I can't keep up, and I can't back down I've been losing so much time Cause there's you and me And all other people with nothing to do Nothing to lose And there's you and me And all other people And I don't know why can't keep my eyes off of you What are the things that I want to say Just aren't coming out right I'm tripping words You got my head spinning I don't know where to go from here Since you and me and all other people with nothing to do, nothing to prove, and it's you and me and all other people, and I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you. Something about you now. I can't quite figure out Everything she does is beautiful Everything she does is right Cause it's you and me And all other people with nothing to do Nothing to lose And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you and me And all other people With nothing to do Nothing to prove And it's you and me And all other people And I don't know why I can't keep my eyes off of you And in what mind this clock never seemed so alive